Welcome to the worship service of the Greater Little Zion Baptist Church. I'm Pastor Murphy, and on behalf of our congregation, we welcome you to enjoy this worship experience. I know that you're going to have a great time today, so why don't you come and sit back, listen to the music ministry as they bless you with the word of God by way of music, and then we'll come back and share with you from God's word. Be blessed. Let's see what God has to say to you. Hey! on it like this. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on, Gracie. Hey. Come on and bless the Lord with me. Bless the Lord with me. Come on and bless the Lord with me. The Lord with me. Come on and bless the Lord. Bless the Lord with me. Come on and bless the Lord. Say, bless the Lord with me. Come on and bless the Lord. Bless the Lord with me. Come on and bless the Lord. Bless the Lord with me.
like this. Hallelujah. 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 Now put those hands together like this. See? 
Just think about that. my brothers and sisters today is our youth Sunday and I want to preach a word specifically directed toward our young people those who are in elementary to high school and our college students those who are returning whether they're going back to school or they're pursuing their studies online I want to share a word from the Word of God today because they too have challenges in this COVID-19 season in which they are challenged to persevere through a very difficult time. So today's sermon comes out of 1 Kings chapter 3, and I want to deal specifically with the question that God poses to Solomon. 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 5, <clears throat> and here's what it says. Ask what you wish me to give you. Ask what you wish me to give you. That's a question I also believe that you should wrestle with as you make your journey to get back into academic pursuit. I want to title the word today, A Plan to Exceed During COVID-19 a plan to exceed during COVID-19. There are several things throughout this passage in chapter three and in chapter four that I wanna cover very quickly. And I want you to take notes because I think they will help you as you review this text and make it applicable to your own life. As I said, young people, you have COVID-19 challenges as well. And in the midst of this challenge, I think God is raising the question to you. Ask of me what you wish to give to you. What might that question be? Solomon requested something that may would have considered to be abnormal, but actually when you look at the process to which Solomon unveils to us in the chapter, it's not abnormal at all. In fact, it's a tremendous 
wonderful example of good wisdom. He is taking this question as a life-establishing question. And I call it that because there are several things in these opening verses of chapter 3, beginning in verse 6, that Solomon does. The first thing he does is when he listens to this question from God, he responds by recognizing the prosperity of his father's life. Look at what he says in verse 6. Then Solomon said, Lord, thou hast shown great loving kindness to thy servant David, my father, according as he walked before thee in truth and righteousness and uprightness of heart toward you. And thou hast shown to my father great loving kindness according to as he has walked before thee in truth and in righteousness. Solomon recognized that my father's life has been tremendously blessed of God and because of that my father has prosperity because of his obedience to God and in his mind I believe the question is wrestled if God blessed my father because of his obedience what then shall he do with me if I am obedient look at your parents and see how blessed they are if you are returning back to college if you are going back to school, even if you're going online, if you are living in a context of safety in terms of your home, your parents have been blessed of God. And Solomon recognized how blessed his father was, and I want to encourage you as you make your pursuit back, recognize how blessed your parents are because of their obedience to the word of God. But Solomon not only recognized the blessing on his father's life, but he saw the prosperity in his own life. Look at what he says in clause B of verse 6. He says, Thou hast reserved for him this great loving kindness that you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is to this day. Solomon says, I recognize I am blessed to be the heir to David, and I also recognize that I'm blessed to be in the space to be recognized as king. You're blessed to be going to a college. You're blessed to be going back to school even if it's online. You're blessed to be able to pursue your academic pursuits. Your father, your parents' life is blessed and Solomon says, my life is blessed. He already recognizes out of the gate that his life now has a tremendous purpose and the purpose is is to glorify God in all that he says and does look what he says also he recognizes how blessed his father is he recognizes how blessed his life is but he also saw his own weakness the weakness of his ability to maximize his blessing that's the reason why I believe his request was different than perhaps what the average person would have asked Look at his request in verse 7. Now, my Lord, thou hast made thy servant king in place of my father. Yet I am but a child, and I do not know how to go out or to come in. Solomon says, I recognize in this tremendous space 
that I'm going to be the king, but I also recognize that I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the wherewithal. I don't have the political astuteness. I don't have anything in terms of how do I know to make decisions in reference to being the king in the kingdom. What Solomon pushes us to understand is three things. Number one, remember that he saw his purpose. His purpose in verse 6, clause B, was to be a king. His purpose was to be a king. And when you return back to school, remember your number one reason for being there is to accomplish your pursuit. Whether it's to be a doctor, whether it's to be a lawyer, whether it's to be any other profession, remember that's your purpose there is to pursue what you need to make that experience happen. So Solomon saw his purpose. Solomon also saw his privilege. He recognized in the position that he is in, he's a privileged young man to be the heir to the throne. You are a privileged individual to be able to go to college, to be able to return, to be able to sit at home and do your studies online, to have access to technology. You are a privileged individual. Never forget how blessed you are and that has been the provision of your parents. But then he also saw the people. He recognized that he is going to be in a position where his responsibility is to watch over people. Look at verse 8. Thy servant is in the midst of thy people which thou have chosen, a great people who cannot be numbered or counted for a multitude. He recognized that a part of fulfilling his purpose and the recognition of his privilege, he knows now that he is there to serve people. And you're going to college, you're pursuing your academics even in high school because someday you want to serve people in your community. You want to make contribution to making their well-being and their life better as well. And Solomon says, this helps me understand that in order for me to exceed, I need to have a plan. And here is our plan. We want to make sure that we remember our purpose, remember that we are privileged, and remember that we are called to serve people. And watch what Solomon does. He also tells us that he sees the need, that he doesn't need wealth, but he needs wisdom. He doesn't need wealth because he has plenty of money. He's the heir to his father's throne. And so all that his father has, he has. So he doesn't need to ask for wealth, but he needs to ask for the one thing that you can't necessarily buy. He needs wisdom. Look at verse 9. So give thy servant an understanding heart to judge your people to discern between good and evil, for who is able to judge this great people of yours? He recognized his calling is to serve God through the people. And the provision that you have to be able to pursue your academics is because God wants you to serve him through the serving of the people. He recognizes that money 
is not going to get him in terms of advantage to the people. But look in verse 9 very closely what he asked for. Not just theoretical academic understanding, but he asked God to give him an understanding heart. Because wisdom is more than having book knowledge. Wisdom is the experience as well. And I'll show you here in a moment how I know Solomon was seeking experience. He needed more than book knowledge. You need more than book knowledge. And when you're seeking the face of God, God will give you more opportunities to grow your wisdom. And in this COVID period in which we are quote unquote semi-quarantined, not able to go as freely as we desire, <clears throat> not able to go back to the university or to the uh, high school or to the middle school or to the elementary school, can't go on campus, but yet it's still an experience that you shall never forget in the rest of your life. And in the midst of this, you need to learn. So Solomon says, I not only need wisdom in terms of academic knowledge, book sense, but I need wisdom in terms of an understanding heart which comes through experience. And so what does he do? Solomon says, I need that understanding heart to direct the people. Listen to what he says. I need it to direct the people. The responsibility I have of being king is so magnificent, but yet of such large magnitude that I, I need all the help I can get to direct the people of God. When you go back to school, you have to make some very pointed choices because to be successful in your plan to exceed, you have to recognize you can't do it alone. And so Solomon asked God to give him an understanding heart because he needs more than just a mind with knowledge, but he needs an understanding, compassionate heart. He needs wisdom to direct the people. He needs wisdom to preside over the people. He's going to have to make decisions that will affect people's lives, and he needs wisdom to make the best decision he can. He's going to need wisdom to plan for the people. He needs to plan for the people because it's his job to move the nation forward. And in your life, you're going to grow and develop so that you can direct people, whatever your profession is, it'll be responsible for directing people, for presiding over people. You may end up being a supervisor or a manager or someone in high-ranking leadership. But he also knows that you have to be a responsible person by way of planning. You will need to plan to help others plan as well for the success of their journey. And then Solomon says he needs wisdom to propel the people. He needs wisdom to push the people forward, to motivate them, to encourage them. And these experiences that he's going to encounter in his journey will help him determine how he will propel, encourage, move the people forward in the name of progress. So beginning in verse 10 is Solomon's prayer, it's his response, and it's answered in a very persuasive manner. 
is answered because Solomon, if we were New Testament saints, he would be practicing what Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and the other things will be added unto you. That's what Solomon is doing. And I'm here to tell you that you've got to seek the face of God, seek the direction of God, seek the wisdom of God, seek the understanding of God in your life so that you can persevere and succeed and whatever your pursuit is. Listen to what the Bible says. Verse 10, it was pleasing in the sight of the Lord that Solomon had asked that thing. And I want you to see what God does for Solomon. Again, I said he doesn't need money. He's got plenty of money from his father. But because he sought an understanding heart and he wanted the blessing of God by way of wisdom, listen to what God does. In verse 11, because you have asked this thing and have not asked for yourself long life, nor have you asked riches for yourself, nor have you asked for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself discernment to understand justice. Here we are in the midst of COVID-19 and we are struggling with this subject called justice you are now a rising individual who will become a participant in this process of developing justice and executing justice. You now have the experience, you're gaining the knowledge of recognizing what racism is, what sexism is. You're understanding the meaning of what it means to hear the term Black Lives Matter. You know what your parents have been talking about when we talk about systemic racism and how hatred has been a part of the American culture since its inception. And now you're realizing in a very profound way that even your life is being affected by this evil pathology. Your life is being challenged now to grow into what it means to be a servant of the people and the servant of your society. You are a change maker. And because you're going to be a change maker, God is developing you. So look what happens. He is seeking discernment to exercise justice. He's saying, in essence, Lord, I don't want the books to say one thing and we end up doing another. I, I don't want to favor those who may have the big bucks. I don't want to marginalize those who are less than, who are poor, who are impoverished, who are on the lower economic scale, but instead I want to create a context, a society where people can see themselves as equal and most importantly, they see themselves with human dignity. And so here you are, going back to school under the cloud of this awful disease that we have called racism in America. And it even will affect you at some point in time. And so the Bible says in verse 12 that God says, behold, I have done according to your words. In other words, he says, I'm blessing you. I'm going to give you all the wisdom that you desire. I've given you a wise and discerning heart 
so that there, ha there has been no one like you before, nor shall there ever be anyone like you after you. Wow. What a blessing in Solomon's life. I've given you what you did not ask for. Look what he says. I've given you what you did not ask for, both riches and honor, so that there will not be any among the kings like you all your days. And no one exceeded or even claimed close, came close to being like Solomon with his riches and even his power. But there is one great thing about Solomon's seeking of God, greater than all the riches that he had, greater than all the power that he has. Solomon lived under a kingdom of peace. Look what the Bible says. He says, and if you walk in my ways, verse 14, and keep my statutes and commandments as your father did, I'll prolong your days. This is why I believe Solomon began by recognizing how his father was blessed, and this is why I want to encourage you, remember to honor your mother and your father, those who have parental control, parental supervision over you, your days shall be long, says Exodus chapter 20. Then Solomon awoke from his sleep. Behold, it was a dream, and he came to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Covenant and offered burnt offerings and made peace and made a feast for all the servants. Yes, this was a dream in Solomon's journey. And yet it became a reality. Which is why you've got to go back and pursue. You've got to go back and pursue what you began because you are a dreamer. And because you are a dreamer, you've got to see it come to pass. So here's your plan. Here's four final points I want to give you and then I'm done. Here's your plan. Number one, be decisive. Solomon was decisive about what he wanted. Be decisive about your studies. I know it's quite, uh, you'll, you'll have a lot of distractions when you're working online, trust me. But you have to be decisive to determine that you're going to do what has to be done to get your studies done. If you're going back to campus, be decisive about protecting yourself and protecting others. Wear your mask. Sanitize your hands. Make sure that everywhere you go, you have some sanitizing recognition so that you can keep yourself in the safest possible mode. Be decisive about your life. Don't allow yourself to be void or detoured, but be decisive about following the work of God and the plan that you have for your journey. Not only be decisive, but be diligent. Stick with it. This is a tough season when you're accustomed to learning face-to-face -face and now you have to learn online. That's difficult. You're not able to ask questions as you typically would, but you've got to be diligent and stick with it, even if it means emailing your teacher or emailing your professor who knows how many times about the same particular question or emailing fellow classmates and friends. Do so. Stick to it. Because remember, this too shall pass. It's here for a season, but your diligence will get you through 
this season. So I need for you to be decisive. I need for you to be diligent. I also need for you to be disciplined. You're going to have to, when making up your mind in that decisiveness, be disciplined every day. Get yourself a solid routine. Begin your day with the word of God, with prayer. I guarantee you, your day will go far more productively. Seek first the kingdom of God, but be disciplined. If you know you have to study for this particular course because you're not as good at it, be disciplined and do it as often as you need to. Stick to the task, and discipline is key. There's a final thing. Be determined. No matter what happens, you're going to pursue to end that academic career, to end that academic year, should I say. And if you're a college student, maybe this is your final year, be determined to get it done. This, I believe, is a workable plan to help you exceed during COVID-19. Do these things. Be decisive, be diligent, be disciplined, and be determined. And I believe you will find that God will bless you in a very tremendous way. Here's what I want to close with you. Listen to the word of God because Solomon is faced with his first test beginning in verse 16 all the way down to verse 27. But he passed it because the Bible says in verse 20, 28, when all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had handed down, they feared the king for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to administer justice. Read that story between verse 16 and 27. And you'll see why the people recognized that Solomon had wisdom. But here is what I want to close with. Verse 20 of chapter 4. Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand that is on the seashore in abundance. They were eating, drinking, and rejoicing. And Solomon ruled over all the kingdoms from the river to the land of the Philistines to the borders of Egypt. They bought tribute and served him all the days of his life. And the Bible says that Solomon, that God gave Solomon wisdom, great discernment, that he lived in a kingdom of peace. Do those things, and you'll be tremendously blessed. A plan to exceed during COVID-19. Let us pray. Lord, I pray in your name that this brief introduction of Solomon would help some young man or woman recognize that they too can pursue and be in a dreaming mode and yet see your hand work in a very mighty way. Touch their lives, touch their minds, touch their hearts, touch their motives. Lord, help them recognize that although they may be in a restrictive place, it may not be the same as what they're accustomed to. Help them remember that all things are possible through Christ who strengthens them. So bless their life in a mighty way. We'll give you the glory in Christ's name. Amen. It is always our joy and our anticipation that if someone hears the message of God, that they make a decision to trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior if 
they are not believers. We invite you to remember Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God is raising from the dead, thou shall be saved. That's how simple salvation can be. If you need to make that decision today, we would love to hear that you've done so. If you would simply call our church and let us know on this Sunday, I made a decision to trust Christ. Leave us your name and number. We would call you back and I would love to rejoice with you and let you know that we would love to be your church family and have you as a part of this family as well. To the members and friends of Greater Lausanne, as always, thank you for your support. We invite you at this time, as we always do at the end of the service, if you would, to pull out your electronic device and text your tithe and offering by way of text giving or go to our website and e-text or e-give by way of electronic giving on the website or mail us your contribution. We certainly would greatly appreciate it. Thank you for you enable us to continue to do ministry during this COVID season. Keep in mind that God loves you and so do I. And always remember that the best is always yet to come. Have a blessed wonderful day in the Lord. In Jesus' name. What is the high?